Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Center Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in Romans 11. And we're going to be talking about a remnant of Israel. Amen. So we're going to jump right on in and start off. And it says in Romans 11 and 1, it says, I ask then, has God rejected his people? Uh -huh. By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scriptures say about Elijah who he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. And I alone am left. And they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, we, sometimes we do feel like we are alone in Christ. See. You know, you can be in a room full of people and still feel alone. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You can be in a church full of folks and still feel alone. Oh yeah. But God is there to reassure you that you are not alone. And you know, you hear it like a cliche, like you're never alone because God is with you. But the funny thing is, when he talks about Elijah, he talks about it in the way that it's not the cliche that you hear. God literally shows him that you're not alone. There's 7,000 other men who feel that they're alone too. <laughs> so not only am I going to show you you're not alone, I'm going to show you that you're not alone in your loneliness. 
You see? Mm-hmm. So God will show you. You're not alone. It's a whole bunch of people that feel like you. Yes, <laughs> right? That's right. He said, I have kept for myself. I have kept for myself 7,000 men. Which means these people are just for me. They ain't for nobody else. You didn't know about them because they ain't none of your business. <laughs> just like what you got going on ain't none of their business. The interesting thing is he was thinking that he was by himself. Mm-hmm. The 7,000 men thought that they were by themselves. Uh-huh. And they find out that there's somebody else still out there. Just yeah. like he found out there. It was a whole bunch of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they equally feel satisfied knowing that they wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. The mass and the one. Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. So God shows us that as a church, we're not alone. Because we it's a lot of churches that feel like we do. Mm-hmm. And then you by yourself, there's a lot of people that feels the way you do. You get to see both sides. Mm-hmm. You get to see a congregation who feels alone. And then you get to feel, and then you get to see how it is to be alone with one. Well, how do we know that the congregation felt alone? They might have been cool. No, they wasn't. They were hiding in a cave. (laughs) They were not cool. (laughs) They were scared. Right? So they was not satisfied with the issue. Five said, and, and then you have to realize that these were the people that was in there, the 7,000 men that God had put away for himself, these are not warriors. They couldn't just rebel and go, go to war. They're not warriors. These are prophets. <laughs> we tell you what God say do, but you know. <laughs> These are not warriors. Right. Right? So too at the present time, it says in 5, there is a remnant chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Right? Mm-hmm. Grace doesn't mean anything if it's all about works. Mm-hmm. If you if we can get in by works, then what would we need grace for? I can just work my way into heaven and I ain't gotta worry about grace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. But you can't. You can't work your way into heaven. That's right. You can't do any natural works that's going to get you put into a spiritual place. Right. And you can do there. That's right. Why does God give us grace? Because we need some kind of conduit mm-hmm. that's from a spiritual place uh-huh. that's going to help us 
in our natural world get us to this spiritual place. Right. That's what grace is. And who is grace? Jesus Christ. Sit in, sit in. Grace is our ticket mm -hmm. to the spiritual place. Mm -hmm. We have faith, and our faith allows us to tap into the grace that God has for us. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like the little extra wedge in between the law. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like remember uh, how you'll have some bills that need to be paid. Mm -hmm. Say you got some bills that's due by the 19th. Uh -huh. The 19th come around, mm -hmm. but you know you have a grace period uh -huh. right? before they actually okay. shut it off. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Right? Uh -huh. You do have a little grace period, but after the grace period. Uh -huh. It's on you. <laughs> so the grace is a little wedge in between the law that gives you some wiggle room. Uh -huh. But you can only tap into grace if you only if you have Christ. Seven says seven says, What then? Israel failed to obtain what was seeking. What it was seeking. They failed to, to obtain what they were seeking. It says the elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. Uh -huh. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor. Eyes that would not see, and ears that would not hear. Down to this very day. They can't see nor hear. Right now, that doesn't mean every every uh, Israelite can't hear or can't see, yeah. but collectively as a whole, mm -hmm. they won't be ready till God gives it to them. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. so we we see that. Can you imagine walking around blinded and can't hear? Because God made you that way. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. But you don't know it. <laughs> you think everything is fine. Uh-huh. And David says, Let their table become a snare or a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and bend their backs, and bend their backs forever. Wow. Wow. Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution for them. So you really. Because, and this is put in place because you believe in works. Uh -huh. 
So this forces you to go to a spiritual place within yourself. Because all of these things you can't obtain through works. Right? God is saying, okay, well, I close their minds, their, their ears, and they, and, and they don't understand. Because from a spiritual standpoint, they're not trying to. So he didn't. He said, okay, well, I'll just shut it off from them because they ain't using it no way. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's just like a radio. If you, are you, you know, when you young, radio is just going and nobody's in the room. And then you shut it off. Then the kid going there, well, that's radio off. You wasn't in there listening to it anyway. It's just making noise. Right? Yeah. Right. So if it's just making noise, this is what God's saying. If it's just making noise, I just shut it off. Uh -huh. you, ain't, you ain't paying attention to it. God talks to us in the spiritual realm. And he's saying, well, you're not listening to me from a spiritual standpoint. So why should I just keep that? Why should I keep that frequency open? Uh -huh. You're not listening anyway. Eleven says, so I asked, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespasses, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to their to make Israel jealous. Okay, well, since I I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. You're not listening to me. Mm -hmm. So I just turn the frequency off over here. And I turn it up over here with the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Now I start talking to okay. them and they listening. Mm -hmm. Okay, well I just keep their frequency open. Mm -hmm. And until you tell me or show me that you want want to hear me, right. I open it back up. Mm -hmm. And so it, and to this day, like scripture said, nobody asks for the frequency to be open. Mm. Ain't that sad? Yes. Wow. So Ezra gets jealous. 12 says, Now if their trespasses means riches for the world, and if their failures mean riches for the Gentiles, how much more were their full inclusion mean? So if I turn the frequency up on the Gentiles and I turn the frequency up on the Jews, the uh -huh. Israelites, how much more will God be amplified mm. to the world mm. if both frequencies is open? Mm. You see? Thirteen says, "Now I speak to you, Gentiles, in such in in as much then as I am an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous, and thus save some of them." They get mad. I want some of that. Well, come on in here and get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stop playing. Right. 
15 says, For if their rejection means reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. Uh -huh. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Uh -huh. And it's just like your household. When God deems you holy, your whole household is holy. Sure. Now, whether they conduct themselves in a holy manner is that, that you know, that's a whole different thing. Right. But God deems your household holy uh -huh. because of you. See how much God can put on you? Just like that. You come to Christ, I came to Christ, I'm getting married. I am saved. You got a house full of people, now they are holy, just like you. Now they ain't came to Christ, they ain't been in the house. I mean, they they fighting, cussing, doing all this stuff, but they holy. Because they're in the house with you. God deems your house holy. Now what you do with that holiness is up to you. Mm. Wow. You see? Mm -hmm. Too much is given, much is required. Uh -huh. I deem you holy, I stamp you holy, I give you, you 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 say you you come to Christ, you you you're one of my sons. I'm looking at I'm looking at the spreadsheet and everything looks looks right, everything's in order. So, mm -hmm. I have to deem you holy. That means your whole household is holy. Right? Mm -hmm. This is what happened to Moses. Moses is up on the mountain with, with, with God. Him and God just chit-chatting away. About everything. Mm -hmm. But God just stops and tells him, Hey, they down there um, worshiping false idols and stuff. Uh-huh. You might want to go down there. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. But he tells him because he holds him responsible because he's the one that's holy. Uh -huh. No matter what they're doing, uh -huh. they're God's people. Uh -huh. You see? Uh -huh. And Moses was responsible for all of them. Right. How do we know that? Because it was certain things that Moses could do and talk to God where they couldn't. He was their representative. So every time they did something wrong, God looks at Moses. Uh -huh. 17, but if someone of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. Do not be arrogant towards the branches. Mm -hmm. Because you get grafted in, don't think that you all that. Because mm -hmm. just how you've been grafted in, mm -hmm. you can be grafted out. That's right. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You can't forget that God allowed you to be in. That's right. Then you say, branches were broken off. Wait, wait, where am I? 
He says, if you are, if you are, remember it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. The only reason you were able to be grafted in because it was something there before you got there. Right. It was something there to attach you to. And too many of us forget where we came from when we in Christ. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. We forget. We forget that we started out and didn't know anything. We forget that, you know, the training that we had to get to get to where we are. Uh-huh. Or somebody doesn't know... Uh, basic story about Noah and, right. and stuff and they just laugh at him. Right. That kind of right. stuff is not cool. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And don't forget that you don't know everything about the Bible yourself. Mm-hmm. Nope. 19 says, then you will say branches were broken off so that I may be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. Uh-huh. And the fear is a reverence, and you have to thank God for that. Say that, say that. These branches, they broke off so you could come in. Mm-hmm. Thank God that God showed us, He gave us the grace uh-huh. and allowed uh-huh. us to be grafted in. That's right. Because first of all, God didn't have to do none of this. Nope. He didn't have to do none of this at all. 21 says, For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will He spare you. Uh-huh. So, just like those branches broke off so you can come in, don't think that you can't be broke off too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Somewhere along the line, something had to fall off so you could get in. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> 22 says, Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but the but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. God is an absolute God. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be there, he just break you out. He will kindly put somebody in your place. Mm-hmm. But just as he kindly put you there, he can kindly take you off. Mm-hmm. And put somebody else there. Right. God has eternity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We don't. Right. It says, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. Mm-hmm. 
God ain't playing. It's not a joke. We have to really, truly understand our walk with God, man. Seriously. And take it seriously. Because you will fall. And it's easy to fall into what the world is doing. And there's too many things that's in the church that the world does that uh -huh, we, uh -huh. we deem world. We, we deem churchy, but it's not. We put Christ in front of everything. Mm. Or Christian in front of everything. Uh -huh. And then that makes it okay. Twenty-three says, and even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. just as he didn't put them off and put you in, they start acting right and put them back on. Uh -huh. And he'll do the same thing to you. So don't think because you have fell off that you can't come back. Uh -huh. Right. Sure. Uh -huh. Just because you walked away, you can't come back. As long as you are breathing on this earth, you can come back. Right. 24 says, For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more Will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? Mm -hmm. So if you was grafted in and you you this extra piece <laughs> that came in, how much more will God want the actual original part of the olive tree back in there? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And all of this is to say, God doesn't want anybody to fall. You want us, he wants to save everyone. Mm -hmm. But everyone doesn't want to be saved. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Amen. You see? Mm -hmm. you, you have to make that call for yourself. Right. God even tells us in the scripture, choose life. Say that. Right. 25 says, lest you be wise in your own sight. I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them uh -huh. when I take away their sins. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. Not Israel. Jacob. Mm -hmm. He will banish all the ungodliness from the regular folks. Uh-huh. Right? These are natural people. Spirit. That won't help. 
and God will give it to him. Right. Well, why he didn't say Israel? Because those are his people. Uh -huh. Well, uh -huh. Jacob has to become Israel, right? Uh -huh. You don't just automatically, when you, you don't be Israel, you become Israel. Jacob had to become Israel. Yeah. All right. Right? And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Because see, up to this point, there's ungodliness in Jacob. There's sins on Jacob. Once he take all of that stuff away, then you become Israel. Right. When you come to God at first, you, you, you come as Jacob. 28. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved from the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Anytime God calls you and he gives you gifts, they're irrevocable. Now, you'll always hear people say, God won't never take your gifts away. Hmm. When Samson got his hair cut, mm -hmm. his gift was gone. gone. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. When Israel was acting up, God told all of the prophets that was in Israel that, he would shut their ears where they couldn't hear his voice no more and they wouldn't be able to prophesy. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, having this where it says, your calling and your gifts are irrevocable. God will take those things from you. Mm -hmm. Don't think he won't. That doesn't make you not his prophet anymore because he will give them back to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing the wrong things with them, Right. He's not really going to let you continue doing it. Mm -hmm. right. Uh -huh. right. Right? So we have to know that. God gives the gift. He just gives it and he don't take it back. It don't say he won't take it back. He just says it's irrevocable. Mm -hmm. Because, and here's the problem, and this is what they don't understand in this. It never says that God wouldn't take your gift away. He won't take it back. Because he will. Uh -huh. But you still are being held responsible as one of his prophets. Uh -huh. Because that's what the gift he gave you. Right. When Samson got his hair cut, uh -huh. he was still Samson. Uh -huh. He was still God's judge. Uh -huh. That didn't change. Uh -huh. Right? Right. And he had to ask for their gift back. And when he got it back, he ended up dying anyway. Mm -hmm. It was part of his punishment. So if God takes it, you still his prophet. You still his judge. You still his preacher. You still his teacher. Uh -huh. And you still held responsible for the office. Right? Uh-huh. Remember John the Baptist's father? He didn't believe that John the Baptist was going to be born. Right. Remember his wife? Right. God shut him up. 
Right? The angel uh -huh. shut him up. Oh, yeah. God allowed it. Mm. He was shut up for nine months. Uh -huh. That still didn't mean that he wasn't one of God's prophets. Right. He right. still was a prophet. He just couldn't right. talk. Uh -huh. okay. He was a non-speaking, no-talking prophet. <laughs> So don't get confused with God won't take it away with irrevocable. Uh -huh. Your title is irrevocable. God make you a prophet, you're still a prophet. And if he mm -hmm. shuts you up, he just shuts you up. But right. you're still held responsible for the office. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Say that, say that. Y'all got that? Mm -hmm. Yes. 30. For just as you were at one time disobedient uh -huh. to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience. So they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. Now you have, for just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now have mercy. Uh -huh. The reason you have mercy is because you were disobedient. The only uh -huh. way to get mercy is to be disobedient. <laughs> you won't need mercy if you're, diso if you're not disobedient. But because we are always disobedient, we're always going to need mercy. Say that, say that. Right? Right. Mercy is always going to be there. We have a lot of, we have a lot of gifts. We have a lot of. God gives us a lot of tools to keep us in Christ. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And every tool that you don't use will be held against you. Uh huh. Right. If you don't come to Christ, because right. God gives you everything that you need. Mm -hmm. To come to Christ and be the man or woman of God that you're supposed to be. And the only way that you won't be who God asks you to be or wants you to be or the purpose or whatever purpose God has for you is because you refuse to do it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. All right. 32. For God has consigned all to disobedience. You see that? For God has consigned all to disobedience. What? God made us disobedient on purpose? Yeah, because we need His mercies. Right? That He may have mercy on all. Because we are disobedient on a daily basis, we need mercies every day. Every day we get new mercies because we have a new day. Uh -huh. The mercies yesterday won't help me today. Amen. I got on a new outfit. I got on new clothes. I got new ideas today that I didn't have yesterday. Uh -huh. And I need new mercies to go with these new things I got going on today. Yesterday's ideas are yesterday's ideas, and yesterday goes with yesterday's mercies. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow's mercies go with tomorrow. I ain't made it there yet, but they got mercies waiting on me for that. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. 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 Thank God. Yeah. God takes care of us in the mercy and grace department. But we have to want that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Every time you don't come to Christ, you say, no, I don't want your grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. I don't need it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. No grace for me. No mercy for me. I'm good. I got this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 33 says, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Unsearchable are his judgments. You ever tried to search for a judgment and you can't find it? <laughs> unsearchable judgments. Which means there are God is an absolute God. So there is no, you know, God gives a judgment. There is no going back and forth with him about it. It's, it is what right. it is. Right. It's just going to stand. Wait, God, God, let me, let me talk to you real quick about this one. Say that, say that. Ain't none of that going on. Mm -hmm. No bargain. Unscrutable his ways. God is an absolute God and He deals in absolute. Right. You either with Him or you're not. Uh -huh. When I'm on the fence, there is no fence. If you're on the fence, then you're not. That's right. Sure. You have to know that. Mm -hmm. There is no fence. If you're on the fence, then you're not with God. That's right. Because that's lukewarm. And he said, I'll spit you out. Uh -huh, that's uh -huh. right. See that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. God has an answer for everything. Mm -hmm. He's God. I'm going to just straddle the fence. You can mm -hmm. straddle the fence. He's going to kick you out. You're not one of his. He's going to spit right. you out. Right. 34 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor. Who has been his counselor? Who counsels God? Hmm. God say, I counsel with myself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Amen. You can't even fathom. Somebody, there's a scripture where it says God was looking around. <laughs> he was looking around and he couldn't find nobody. So he just, he, what did he say? He, uh, Counsel, it's not that he counseled with himself, but he said he mm -hmm. it was like he amened himself because mm -hmm. <laughs> there wasn't nothing else to it. Said counsel, it was counsel, mm -hmm. yeah. He said, you know, he couldn't look for nothing else he could counsel with, so he counseled with himself. With himself. Mm -hmm. No, he said, I swear by myself, right? Right, right. He's like, I was looking around and I couldn't find nothing to swear to, so I swear to myself. With nothing higher than what he can swear to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 35. Mm -hmm. Or who has given a gift to whom to him that he might be repaid? God, okay. 
-hmm. Okay, God, I'm, I'm going to give you this gift. I need you to pay me back, though. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> Who can say they can do that? Wow. Who would want to say that? <laughs> God is God. Paul is he's trying to get you to understand that there is, God is absolute. Mm -hmm. Then he goes on in 36, he says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. Mm -hmm. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Mm -hmm. From him comes all things. Through him comes all things. To him goes all things. And to him be glory forever. Amen. Amen. All things come from him, goes through him, and comes back to him. That's God. So you can't get around whatever God rules He put in place. You have to follow. And if not, that's on you. But just know that everlasting torment is awaits you. Make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Today, if you haven't already, do it today. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today for these scriptures. We thank you for showing us that you are our everything. We know, God, that you have given us all these gifts and all of these things that we can do to come to you. Father, we thank you for them. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your counseling. We thank you for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy. And how you showed us in these scriptures that there is no other way but going through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank and praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Uh -huh. Hi, thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.